Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you again Thursday morning. This is the time to be here. We keep rolling along. I mean, it's been more than two months since the Steelers' last game. We are exactly five weeks from the first day of the NFL draft. We are exactly eight days into officially into the, the new uh, 2022 NFL league year. That's been 10 days since the legal tampering period. If you look at it that way, uh, lots of things that have happened. I, I said this before on the Steelers preview that if you ever wondered, man, what would the Steelers do if they actually had money for free agency? You got an answer this year. You got a much better indication of what would happen. The Steelers went out to uh, to to try to fill holes and better their team, and I still don't believe they're done. At the time I am recording this, the last outside free agent signing the Steelers had was Gunner. I'm not even going to try to attempt the last name because I butchered that enough. Um, over the weekend, they have they have not signed anybody else um, other than their own. We are still waiting for the official pen to paper of Akello Witherspoon. It was reported. Some people think, oh, once it's reported, it's a done deal. That is not the case. We we saw what last year where the Steelers benefited from that, where Tyson Alawalu changed his mind. We saw what this year where the Baltimore Ravens fell victim to that, where Zadarius Smith changed his mind and decided to go sign with the Vikings. So until players put their name on the contract, as I say, put the pen to paper, 
anything can happen. We have the report. We have um, a, a rough estimate of the of what the contract would be uh, right now. When it comes to to the Steelers, I've been updating my salary cap articles. I'm going to go ahead and give a little bit of an update here, just because um, it's nerdy, it's numbers, and it's kind of what I do, and it takes a lot of work, so I like to do it. Right now, I have that the Steelers have an estimated safely $13.2 million in cap space. Now, I know you have other numbers that have been thrown around out there. Uh, there was a number that even Jeff, I had to send Jeff a message like, why are you qu- quoting Kabali's tweet? It's not even right because um, he was missing another player. He was he was missing Gunner, his his contract on the number that he reported. But the the number that he had out there didn't didn't include um, the Steelers' new kick returner. Didn't it doesn't include Montrevis Adams. Doesn't include Akella Witherspoon. My number of thirteen point two includes the reported of everybody. And then the except for the except for Witherspoon and Adams, they are estimated. And I will be honest, I overestimated Adams in my opinion. I'm I'm sticking with it because I want to be safe. Um, I estimated him having a salary cap hit of two million dollars. I said, hey, he was here last year. Maybe they'll pay him. Maybe they'll, they'll it'll break down where he'll get three million dollars in year one and two million in year two for his five. What's reported as two years, five million dollars, and therefore I. I I estimated, you know, with the signing bonus and how it breaks down, that it would be a $2 million cap hit. Um, honestly, if they just split it where it's two and a half, two and a half, then I overestimated that cap hit by a quarter of a million dollars. If they if they really made it a team-friendly deal for the first year where he was due, only, where he only got $2 million of it this year, then that would gain them um, – uh, you know, where it would be even another half million dollars that they would have in spending. So when I give that 13.2 number, that's what I'm confident that I know they have. It could probably be up as high as 13.5. Uh, with Akello Witherspoon, he was reported two-year 10 million, just like uh, Levi Wallace was was got. And we know more of the breakdown of his contract. So I just went with the same contract, but rounded the number up. When, it, when I'm estimating, I always want to make sure that I'm saying that the Steelers have, you know, that, that it costs more than it probably really does. So that's my salary cap estimate. That's my quick salary cap update to start off Stat Geek here today. I also got to make sure I'm saying if you want to see a breakdown of every single player that the Steelers have signed um, since before free agency started, I mean, starting with Dwayne Haskins is the first one I went with. I, that is what I have in my salary cap update articles. And I, when I publish a new one, I just go with the numbers I already have and add to them or update the ones that have, that are now finalized. So, um, with every new article, it's it's not like you have to go back and look at the old stuff to see the running list, uh, the the way that I do it. So make sure you check that out at behindthesteelcurtain.com if you're interested. Also, make sure you check it out all our other podcasts. Um, I already mentioned Jeff's Let's Ride, even though he quoted Kabali yesterday. Jeff told me, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I didn't have your article open, and it was just the easiest thing on Twitter. I get you, Jeff. It's all right. I'll forgive you once. Um, so, but, but you got, let's ride on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You've got the cutting room floors, your morning show on Tuesdays now with the live mic being the noon show because of East coast, West coast stuff. Lots of great noon shows, uh, lots of great YouTube slash Facebook live shows in the evening that then end up on the podcast platform, usually overnight, lots of content, 
if, if, if you don't like hearing me, you might like hearing somebody else. If you like hearing me, there might be other ones you like as well. My, my suggestion to you, check them all out. Check them all out. See the ones you like. And you know what? You might like everything. And if you're like, I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts, we have a lot of podcasts for you to listen to. So there it is. But let's dive into today's topic because I, I'm only going to be able to answer one question because it's involved and I really wish I could have taken it farther. I'm going to disclaimer right now. I will set up. I'll frame up exactly what I was doing, exactly what I was looking for, and exactly what I simply did not have the, what's not even the ability, but the massive amount of time it would take to do in general when we get there. But but the title of the show is Building a Roster for a Super Bowl Victory, because here's the question. I'm The disclaimer to this is I am not doing a cause and effect. I am not telling you, oh, this was how the roster was made up for the Super Bowl champions. So this is really how it has to work. I'm not. Because the one thing I was not able to do is to do this for the entire league. I went back 10 Super Bowls looking at rosters and had to look at each individual team, each individual player that that was starting for a team, and, and do a breakdown from there. It took a lot of time to do what I did, and that was just one team per year for 10 years. I couldn't imagine doing the other 31. I, I I can't do a baseline. And I will tell you, I did then go in and do the Steelers from last year. I didn't do the Steelers every year, but I did the Steelers from last year. So um, the ultimate question was this. It comes from Eric Love um, on Twitter, and that's at EJLove57. And this was the tweet. He said, at STLR Superfan Dad, that's me. That's how you can reach me on Twitter. Add at gmail.com afterwards, and you can email me um, if you have any questions, because uh, I am I still have some questions, but I'm also still looking for some questions. Um, this is what he said. STLR Superfan Dad, stat geek question. Heard a stat last the last five Super Bowl, about the last five Super Bowl winners. The starting offensive line, 25 players, three were homegrown. Now, I'm not sure if he meant three total or three per season, and that's what we're going to look at. He said, it surprised me. First, validate that you can you can give similar stat for entire rosters for a reasonable time frame, maybe 10 years, has flat tab nerds of steel. That was a big ask. I don't know if Eric realized how much of an ask that really was. Um, just to look at the whole roster. I did look at just the offensive line, and I did look at the entire roster. Now, uh, I don't know how far we'll get into this. We might break early because what I ultimately need to do is set up exactly what I did and lay it out for you exactly what this data is. And I'll do it and I'll make, and I'll go ahead and make sure I get this year's Super Bowl champ uh, done, done here as we talk through this. What I was looking at was starters for a team. Now, I could have specifically gone in and looked at the players that started in the Super Bowl. Now, the problem with that is that's very formation dependent. You could have a player that did not start all season, only started three games all season. But if the team opened in a certain offensive formation or a certain defensive package, they could have gotten the start in the Super Bowl. Also, I didn't have a good, I didn't have a way to filter and pull out where players were drafted based on starting the Super Bowl. But what I was able to look at was where players were drafted 
based on how many starts they had that season. So number one disclaimer, I didn't look at the starting lineup for the Super Bowl. I looked at the starting lineup, the number of players who started at least eight games, which up until this past season, that's half of them, um, that started at least eight games during the regular season, the year the team won the Super Bowl. So that's disclaimer number one. I didn't look at the Super Bowl starting roster. I did it based on who got the starts in the regular season for a Super Bowl champion team. I hope that's acceptable. You might already say, like, oh, man, I don't, who, who cares about that? Well, really, you've got to have the regular season in order to even get to the postseason to try to get to the Super Bowl. But that's just the the, the way that I chose to go with it because the way I could, could gather the data. Hopefully, you don't turn off the podcast and say, I'm done. I don't want it that way. So that's the first disclaimer. This also means that there's not 22 starters. There's a lot of teams that only had 21 starters, or they even had 23 or even 24 starters, or as low as 20 starters. When I did the breakdown of starting eight or more games, and that's because, you know, players miss games due to injury. And I'm sure I know that that there could have been a player that d- did great for a team in the Super Bowl that was injured most of the season and only started four games. That's going to be the case. But I, I, I can get that that could happen, but there just really wasn't any other surefire way around it other than to just say, hey, let's look who was starting for these teams. And what I did so there, there's a different total based on the based on the team, based on the year. Like for example, in 2019, I'll tell you, technically the Kansas City Chiefs had six different players starting on the offensive line. That's because they had two tackles. One started eight games, the other started eight games. So they were both thrown into there. So that's going to happen with some things around there. But this kind of, you know, for example. We'll use the Steelers as the example. If they come out in an offensive formation to start, the if they were if they made the Super Bowl, came out of the offensive formation last season to start that game, and they had no wide receivers, and they had Pat Fairmuth, Kevin Kevin Rader, Zach Gentry, and Derek Watt all on the field along with Najee Harris, Ben Roethlisberger, and the linemen. What if they came out in that formation? Does that really tell me who was, you know, looking at that starting lineup for the Super Bowl? Does that really tell me about the about the starters? No, because then all of a sudden, Deontay Johnson's not getting credit for a start. Chase Claypool's not getting credit for a start. And someone like Derek Watt and Zach Gentry are. So that's why I went with the regular season, because it evened out. What I ultimately did there is I broke... Every player that started eight games for the Super Bowl champion into three categories. They were either drafted by the team, drafted by somebody else, or undrafted. Now, I know one thing that would have been really nice was to see those undrafted players to to see were they undrafted by that team. The problem is... Anytime you have an undrafted player, you have to sometimes just dig and dig and dig just to see where they started. And it could be that a player went undrafted after, you know, after the draft, went through rookie minicamp and got cut and then got picked up by somebody else. So they might have gone to training camp with, with uh, let's just say, the Detroit Lions. To, you know, not to training camp. They went to minicamp. That's who they picked them up first after the draft. 
but they got released. And by the time they ended up in training camp, then they were in training camp with the Rams last year. So if that's the case, who was their first team? I it, it's it's a, a gray area. So I just left it. I just left it as undrafted players and how many starters they had that were undrafted. Then I broke it down a little bit further. I broke it down with how many first round draft picks, overall first round draft picks were starters for that team. And I went with the category of how many of them were their own first round draft picks, their own homegrown first round draft pick. Then I broke it down into day one or day two draft picks. How many of them did they have? And of course, then how many were their own? And last but not least, and this is something I'm going to run down before we take our break to, to, to solidify the first part of the question. I looked at the offensive line. I looked at how many of them were drafted by the team they were playing for in the Super Bowl, and whether drafted or undrafted by that team, how many of them are, were, were at one point a first-round pick? looking strictly the offensive line. So let's go ahead and look at that. And then I'll dive into everything else when we come back from our break. So the Rams, three of their five starters were drafted by the Rams with the offensive line. None of them were first round draft picks. Um, that you'll see that that's not overly common in 2020 with the Buccaneers, four out of the five offensive linemen were their own draft picks. One of which was a first rounder in with Kansas city. Two out of six, and remember I said six because they had two tackles that each played eight games. Two of those players were first-round draft picks, but it just so happened to be the two tackles that one played eight games, the other played eight games. So really, if you want to think of it, at one position was there a first-round draft pick on their on their line. Um, in New England in 2018, three out of five were drafted by them, none in the first round. 2017, Philadelphia Eagles, three out of five were drafted by them, one was in the first round. Overall, don't know if it was their pick or someone else's pick. I didn't specify that at um, when I did that, just that they were a first-round pick. New England 2016, four out of five were drafted by, by them. One, was a, one player on the line was a first-round draft pick. Denver in 2015, three out of five were drafted by them. None were first-round draft picks. I think one of them was Ryan Harris, who ended up with the Steelers for a little bit, but that didn't work out. Um, 2014, New England, three out of five. One was a first-round draft pick. Seattle, this one was crazy. They had, because they had to rotate and some players were starting multiple positions, everyone was out, they ended up with seven players. Seven players that that started eight or more games on the offensive line. And I don't think it was just because of jumbo tight end. But five out of seven were their own draft picks. Two of them were first-rounders. And the very last one, 2012, the, <coughs> sorry, I threw up a little bit. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, they had three out of four. Yes, that's right. Four. They only had four offensive linemen that started half their games at the other position. It was a hodgepodge throughout the season, but three out of the four was drafted by them. One of which was from the first round. So if you look back at everything that I said in that statement was, I heard that only three out of 25 were homegrown. Only if you meant three per year. Because there was at least three per year in the last 10 years of the offensive line of the Super Bowl winners. Now, I'm not talking about players that started the Super Bowl. I'm talking about players that started for the season. The only one was the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. They only had two. Everyone else had either three or four, or in the case of Seattle, five. So 
Yes, a lot of the offensive linemen are homegrown. So we're going to go ahead and take our break so I can come back, roll through these numbers quick now that I've set them up to explain to you what the makeup of these Super Bowl winning teams were and kind of, you know, compare them to where the Steelers are right now. So stick around. We'll be right back. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And welcome back from that lovely little break that you got from hearing my voice. Um, at least you got to hear some Jerry Cherry Band. Who knows what kind of commercial, if there even was one in there. Um, but if nothing else, you got some good music. So let's dive right back into this. I have this all set up. I'm I'm just reminding you once again that these were players who started the majority of the games during the regular season for the Super Bowl champions. Let's start with the Rams. They had 21 players that started half or more of their game. Well, it wasn't even half because I went with eight. I kept the same number. And because that actually included Von Miller. He got eight regular season games in with the Rams before the postseason. Uh, 21 players that did that. 11 of them they drafted and eight were free agents. And two were undrafted players. Well, say free agents, they, meaning they were, they were drafted by someone else and then came to the Rams by free agency. The undrafted players, they could have been free agents. They could have not. So just want to specify that. When I call those free agents, I mean those free agents are ones that were drafted by someone else. So you, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, look, the Rams, they went all in and they did everything. They still had more draftees starting than they did free agents. When you look at them, 11 to 8, okay? They had one player that was their own first-round draft pick, and that was Aaron Donald, which was I almost missed because he was drafted. He wasn't drafted by the Los Angeles Rams. He was drafted by the St. Louis Rams. They had, they had two guys um, that's the, that, were, that fell into that category, so um, almost, almost caused me to miss it. Uh, but they had five first-round picks that were starters, so four of them that they've acquired from other teams that were former first-round picks. They had 14, that's two-thirds of their starters, were day one or day two picks. They were in the first three rounds of the draft. Six of them were their own. So they had eight players that were drafted in day one or day two of the draft that were drafted by another team that they acquired. Now, a lot of people were saying, oh, the Rams are setting the standard of just acquiring outside players. Those numbers don't jump out nearly as much as I thought they would, especially Hold on. We'll, we'll get to it a little bit when you hear the other ones. Tampa. I'm going to try to get through these a little bit faster. They also had 21 players, 14 drafted, six drafted by another team, one undrafted player. They had three of their own first round picks, five first round picks total. So two that weren't from their own. They had 15 players drafted on 
on, on day one or day two of the draft, 12 of which were their own. So if you think about it, Tampa had a little bit more homegrown, 14 to six. Even if you go the undrafted player in there as with the free agents, that was still two to one, that at least two-thirds of their starters were players that they drafted. Here was the one that surprised me. The Kansas City Chiefs in 2019, they had 23 players that started eight games or more. Uh, out of them, only 10 of them were ones that they drafted. And 11 of them were drafted by another team. 11 of them were drafted by another team. I will tell you right now, they are the only team in the last 10 years that had more players drafted by a, by a team that wasn't the Kansas City Chiefs as starters the year they won the Super Bowl. The only one. The only one. Okay, so they were they were even more than that than what the Rams were. They just might not have done all that stuff in season. They had two undrafted players. They had two of their own first-round draft picks. They had four overall first-round draft picks, 13 day one or day two draft picks, seven of which were their own, so all, roughly half of them. But Kansas City's the one that stands out. They were the ones that had more free agents. They're the only ones that had double-digit, when I say free agents, teams that were drafted by another team that ended up on Kansas City. They were the only Super Bowl-winning team in the last 10 years to have double-digit players starting the season that were actually drafted by a different team. So let's let's keep going. New England, 2018, 22 players, 13 they drafted, seven were drafted by someone else, two were undrafted, four of their own number ones out of a total of five overall number one picks they had, um, 11 Total. Remember, these all, when I give these numbers to day one and day two, that includes the first rounders, of course. Um, they had 11 total from day one or day two, seven of which were their own. But you got to remember, they had a certain sixth round pick in there that throws the numbers into all these, everything that they're doing. You know who I'm talking about. That also could have been in there for Tampa. <laughs> um we were, when we were looking at them, 2017, Philadelphia, 22 total starters of half the games or more. 12 were drafted by them. Eight were drafted by someone else. Two were undrafted. Five of their own first round picks, seven total first round picks starting for that season. Um, now, remember, Carson Wentz started for the season. So that is a disclaimer there. You got to remember that. 15 out of 22 were drafted, were day one or day two draftees. Eight of them were their own. So they added a good number of, of if you look at it, um, two day one players and five day two players um, from other teams that were on their roster um, as starters whenever they won the Super Bowl. 2016 New England, 20 starters. 12 that were drafted by them, four were drafted by someone else, four were undrafted. They had as many undrafted players as, as players that were drafted by another team that they acquired. They had four of their own um, first-round picks, and that's all the first-round picks they had. They had all their own first-round picks, or four of them. They had 10 total day one or day two picks, seven of which were their own. So um, that was that was fairly significant homegrown uh, Super Bowl team. Uh, here's the one that you would think might have been even worse, but they still they still weren't Kansas City. They were more along the lines of the Rams, and that is the 2015 Denver Broncos. 21 starters on the season. Ten were drafted by them. Nine were drafted by another team. Two were undrafted. They had six former number or six former first round picks, three of which were their own picks. They had 14. Day one or day two picks, seven of which were their own. So half of them were acquired um, from another way because we know their quarterback then was Peyton Manning that was uh, acquired in free agency. Moving on, 2014, New England, 20 total players, 
12 drafted, five were drafted by another team, three were undrafted, five number ones that were their own, and, and six total number ones on that team. They had 11 day one or day two picks, nine of which were their own. 2013 Seattle, 24 total players that started half the games or more. Yeah, they they were definitely sharing starts there. Um, they had 16 that they drafted their, themselves, four of which were drafted by another team. That's a four-to-one ratio. That's a homegrown team. They also had four undrafted players. They had four of their own number ones, and they had a number one from another team that was on there, so five total number ones. Um, and they had 12 day one or day two picks, nine of which were there were drafted by them. So that was a pretty homegrown team in 2013. And in 10, 2012, sorry, I gagged a little bit again. The Baltimore Ravens, they had 20 players uh, that started half the games or more. 11 of them were drafted by them. Five were drafted by their teams. Four were undrafted. Five first-round draft picks, all of which were their own. 13 day one or day two draft picks. 11 of them were their own. So if you think about that, they had 13 they had they well sorry they had eleven players drafted that were starters all of them were day one or day two picks for them so they weren't getting value unless it was undrafted guys now that will get really interesting when we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers here in just a second but first I'm gonna I'm gonna average these I averaged them up and I looked at them as a percentage all right so on average you were talking about twenty one point four starters for a season. 12.1 of them were drafted by that team. So that's 56.5%. So over half the players that were starting were drafted by the team um, that that won the Super Bowl, that they, they were still with that team. Um, 6.7 of them were drafted by a different team. That's 31.3%. You had 2.6 on average that had un, that had undrafted players that were starting. That was 12.1%. Okay, they they had three point six of their of their own first round pick starting. That's only sixteen point eight percent of their roster, and they had five point two total first round picks, which makes up twenty four point three percent of the roster. Basically, a quarter of their rosters were first round picks. They just weren't all their own first round picks. They had twelve point eight that were drafted on day one or day two. That's fifty nine point eight percent, roughly sixty percent of their rosters were made up of day one or day two draft picks. And out of that 60%, just shy of 40%, which because it was 8.3 players, were ones that they had drafted on day one and day two. Whew. So I did all those numbers just to try to say, hey, how homegrown are these Super Bowl champs? Now, how does this compare to the rest of the league? I don't know, because it took me a long time to do each team. I wasn't going to do 32 teams each year. Um, I would have to work on this and do nothing else for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, for probably several weeks and only work on this just to get that number, and I don't know if it would be that intriguing. But let's look at the 2021 Steelers. Let's see how they broke down. They had 21 players start eight games or more last year. 16 of them were drafted by the Steelers. So if you want to compare that to the 10 Super Bowl champions, that's high. The only team that was that had the same number was Seattle, but that was out of 24 starters. And this was only out of 21. So the Steelers having the number of their starters being drafted by them, 76.2% of their starters were drafted by the Steelers. 
that's higher than any individual team, let alone the average. Um, so keep that in mind. So that's one. Five players that were drafted by other teams. That's 23.8% compared to the average of those Super Bowl teams of 31.3%. So the Steelers are more homegrown because here was the other problem that, that I noticed. Steelers had no undrafted players that started for them last year. Now, is that good or is that bad? Me, Part of me is almost thinking that that's not good because they haven't been able to find that super valuable diamond in the rough-like player. They don't have the Ramon Fosters. They don't have the Matt Filers. They don't have the Alejandro Villanuevas. They don't have the Mike Hiltons. Those kind of players they did not have last year. Now, they had them the year before because that's, you know, other than Foster, I basically named everybody from the year before. So they've had a lot of that in the past. That's just not where they are right now. Um, the Steelers had six of their own number one draft picks that were starters. That's 28.5%. That's more than any of the Super Bowl champions had. Um, and obviously a much higher average. They had eight total first round picks playing for their team, you know, because two of them weren't their own. Couldn't, sorry, couldn't count Tyson Alalu. He didn't start enough games. But, but eight former first round picks. The next closest one of all those Super Bowl champions was Philadelphia in 2017, who had seven. So the Steelers have a lot of former first-round draft picks. They also have 17 players that were drafted on day one or day two of the NFL draft. That's 81%, and that's more than any of those Super Bowl champions had. The highest number was two teams had 15. That was, once again, Philly in 2017 and Tampa two years ago. Um, And the Steelers had 14 of them that were their own. By far, the only one that comes close is Tampa with 12. So that just goes to show that the Steelers have a lot more homegrown players than some of these other teams. Now, what does that mean for this year? To to finish up here, I went ahead and I projected the Steelers starting lineup and how it would fall out. And I have... I have a, a maybe one maybe on offense and one maybe on defense. I think you'll be able to figure out the maybe on defense. But on offense, for the offensive line, it's either going to be three or four of the starters were drafted by the Steelers. Three or four of them. The big question is going to be, is it going to be Mason Cole? Is it going to be Kendrick Green? Is it going to be Kevin Dotson? I'm thinking between those three guys, um, two of them are going to start. So if it's not cold, then it's four out of five. If it is cold, it's three out of five. Okay. Uh, the quarterback is zero out of one. Running backs, one out of one. Wide receivers, I'm saying two out of three, because right now they only have the two drafted guys on the team. Everyone else would either be drafted by someone else or undrafted that they have. And if they add a free agent as their third guy that would maybe start the most, then that still makes it two out of three. The only thing that changes is if they add that position in the draft, and that's where another starter comes from. But I'm not worried about that now. And their tight end, I have one out of one. It wouldn't matter which one they did, or or even if it was Gentry, um, he was drafted by the Steelers as well. So that means either seven or eight out of the 11 on offense were homegrown. Now with the defense, 
For the defensive line, I said two out of three. I'm going to go ahead and throw Stefan Tuit in there. If Stefan Tuit doesn't make it back and start half the games, whether it's Wormley, whether it's Montrevis Adams, um, the only way, that would make it one less. But then if it's someone like Isaiah Loudermilk, he was drafted by the Steelers. So I'm just going to keep that at two out of three. The outside linebackers, both of them were drafted by the Steelers. The inside linebackers, I'm, it's one out of two. Um, I'm, I'm right now. I'm kind of assuming Bush and Jack. Um, even if it was Bush and Spillane, that would still only be one out of two. Or sorry, or Jack and Spillane. I should have said it that way. Uh, no matter how they do it, it's probably going to be one out of two. Um, cornerback, one out of two. There you have an undrafted player that they picked up because if Levi Wallace is the starter, um, because he was not drafted. If it's and, and that's a, I say one out of two, and that's assuming it's Cam Sutton is one of them. Wouldn't matter if it was Witherspoon, Wallace, or whatever is the other. And if it's Withers, and if it's Witherspoon and Wallace, then it would be zero out of two. And then safety is the one we don't know. We know it's either zero out of two because they bring in someone else, or the chance of it being one out of two because it's either they sign back Terrell Edmonds or they draft somebody. So in all there, it was six or seven out of eleven. So if I average, so if I say seven and a half and six and a half and do that, basically the breakdown that you're looking at for the Steelers. Remember, last year it was 16, 5, and 0. Right now, where they sit, it would be looking at 14, 7, and 1. 14 of them drafted by their own team, seven drafted um by somebody else, and one, assuming Levi Wallace starts, that would be an that was an undrafted player. So that's a little bit more lining up to what you saw from the from from the Super Bowl champions. I don't care. I don't know if people care if it lines up. I just wanted to tell you. But bottom line is, um, with the exception of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2019, the majority of Super Bowl teams, their starting lineup for the season is comp- is compri- eh, comprised not largely, but more than half of players that they drafted. So that's just something to remember. So the draft is important, but if it's all players you drafted, then you're losing out on having, you know, numerous number ones, numerous day one and day two picks. So you kind of have to balance this out a little bit. So you need to home to have some homegrown guys. You also need to add what you need to add. So it's not that the Rams went out and totally sold the farm and did something totally crazy and brought in way more free agents than they ever had um, of players that were their own. It, it that didn't happen. They actually still had more players of their own starting. And the only team that really did that was um, the Kansas City Chiefs, the only one that had more players drafted by a different team than, than other than the Chiefs, you know, than what they had drafted themselves. So that's the data. So I thought I'd give it to you. Don't know if there's really any conclusion to draw from that or if there's anything predictive about it. It just tells you kind of how it went, which is kind of good to know. With that, I'm going to call it a show. Thank you so much for listening. And as I always say, thanks for geeking out. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.